Bombing down Poinsettia, Chapter 16. Say it to my face. After my final goodbye of my old friend Mark, and after making sure Jerry found her way back to Riverside and Jessica made it back to whichever punk rock den she had holed up in, I made my way back upstairs to Rosemary's penthouse. Out to enjoy the last hour or so of my 20th birthday party. I got back upstairs just in time to catch the uh, redress of my other dear friend, Barrick, who just finished a quite astonishingly full nude weenie wiggle for the girls at the party, who all certainly seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. During most of it, I'd been out on the uh, roof deck, of course, talking to Mark while Jessica, Jerry, Rosemary, and all of her girls stayed inside for the show. Summer, of course, had taken a full roll of photos as Barrick danced. I, don't ask me where those pics are. I didn't keep them. I, I mean, that's not entirely true. Well, I mean, I don't have the negatives, but I did keep the pics of me getting danced on by the naked girl. Yeah. And you can see me and Rosemary, unfortunately, and, of course, Jessica and Barrick, but, and the naked girl. Summer's one took the pics, but, hey, the pics of Barrick striptease. Now, if I'd guess, I'd guess Summer probably sold them to an adult magazine. Somewhere. I mean, I didn't think that at the time. But now, all these years later, yeah. Yeah, Summer probably sold the pictures. Sorry, Barrett. And I'm not saying I know that. Okay? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if I had to guess... Probably sold them to a gay magazine. After the party finally died down and everybody left, Summer and I headed out for West Hollywood. Needless to say, I'd been drinking, so she drove the Mercor. <laughs> Once inside the car down in the parking garage, she opened up the sunroof and the windows. Oh my God, you stink. She laughed. <laughs> it's not my fault. I laughed back. <laughs> it was the running joke throughout the entire evening, of course. Rosemary had absolutely ruined those beautiful fillets by soaking them in straight brandy. My God. I'm not sure it was shitty brandy, but is there any undiluted brandy good enough to soak? Filet mignons? Ever? Fuck no. I have to reemphasize how much I stunk that night. This is significant. Now let me tell you, if there's a wind like there was the night of my birthday, and you have to operate the fucking grill at least ten floors up, yeah, you're going to be consumed in burned brandy vapor cloud. Which I was. All those beautiful birthday filet mignons in the fucking upright trash can in her fucking kitchen. It still bothers me. 34 years later. Holy shit. 
Everybody ended up eating scalloped potatoes, bread and cake. <laughs> yeah, all the cake got eaten. Everybody fucking hungry. Anyway, Summer and I, the two of us, we made our way back home. Streets are relatively quiet, if I remember August 11th, 1989 correctly. I wasn't plastered, but definitely on my way to being, you know, a colonel. So <laughs> it had been one of the greatest nights of my life. It really had. I was truly surprised by the surprise birthday party thrown for me at Rosemary's, the one I knew about a week in advance. I had no idea my old friends from American Ensign would have have given a damn enough to leave their own hectic lives just to show up and, you know, let me know. I couldn't believe it, you know. Summer had absolutely been the one who had set the whole fucking thing up. I lay there propped against the uh, open window of the door just like Samantha had the night I drove her home down the very fucking street we were driving down, just letting my red hair dance off the edge of the open window of Summer Cruise West on Wilshire. How did you... I muttered. How'd you get a hold of, um... Did you call Mark? Summer's dark red hair was dancing wildly behind her face as she glanced over at me smiling before returning her eyes to the road. Did you call Jerry and Jessica and, and Barrick and... I think B called Barrick. She replied. But I, um... Well... <clears throat> she kind of grimaced. What? I smiled, sitting up in the car seat. I saw your dress book in your bag. She kind of cringed, as if expecting a blowback-type response. Comfortingly, I immediately reached over the console and buried my left hand around the inside of her right thigh. The the silver-lined dress book? I asked in a thankful tone. Yeah. She smiled, the red one. I saw the names of the people you talked about, and you said you... They were your friends, so... She smiled as she drove. I just thought they should be at your 20th birthday party. I was blown away. I cannot remember how or if I even responded when she said it. I was so moved. Touched, I guess. First thing required of me when we got back to the apartment was a shower. First thing. Summer wouldn't even let me in the bedroom my clothes on, made me strip butt-ass naked in the living room and walk straight to the bathroom. <laughs> Though I had showered just a few hours prior, it still felt nice to um, yeah, shampoo and soap the brandy smoke stink out of my hair, off my face, my neck, my arms, ass, everything. Sliding glass shower door was pretty steamed up when I heard Summer from the other side. Hey! She announced, pulling the door back furthest from the shower nozzle and stepping in naked. Make way! You got me smelling like smoke, too. She smiled, stepping in. She didn't have her hair up. Fell around her bare shoulders and over the top of her 36 double. I laughed, stepping back from the shower nozzle with the soap still in my hair to give her, you know, the very room she asked for. She faced away from me and skirted by. Of course, as she did, her beautifully proportioned hips and butt slipped right past over the top of my crotch. 
Yeah, as I grabbed the top of the uh, window ledge so as not to lose my fucking footing. <laughs> I just stood there watching as she um, walked under the hot water. Her auburn locks turned almost black, it seemed, as the water drenched it, nearly matching. Yeah. She didn't wash her hair, but I watched her run the best L.A. tap water could provide through the long strands. Over and over, she kept running her fingers through it as she knelt down. Finally, after a bit, she wrung it out and whipped it back over her shoulder. That was nice. I almost forgot I was standing there, you know. She'd gone way the hell out of her way to organize a party for me at Rosemary's. Yeah. It would have been perfect if Rosemary hadn't have fucked up those stakes. I just couldn't believe this beautiful woman who was so much more would, would do that for me. I watched her run aloof over her shoulders. I watched she Yeah, I watched her grab a razor, hike one leg up on the corner of the tub. I love you, Summer, I muttered. She didn't finish the stroke of the razor up the leg. She stopped. Her head tilted up towards the tall corner of the shower. Immediately, oh, I looked down. Oh, God, what the fucking I just said? Oh, my God. I did not just fucking say that. It was all I kept thinking. Brent, I heard Summer say he was now standing upright looking over his shoulder at me. It looked like she was looking at me. I was still looking down. What did you say? Like an idiot, I ran my hands through my soapy hair. Not nothing. I'm I'm sorry. I'm Oh, that was stupid. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I tried to explain a bit of a panic. My peripheral vision, I could see Summer step towards me in the small shower. Look at me, Brett. I looked back up at her for a nanosecond and back away again. I'm stupid. I'm... Uh, Brett, look at me. Summer barked while simultaneously thumping me on the chest with her hand. Look at me, she demanded once again. Quickly, I glanced up into her eyes. Still afraid of the response I was going to get for... Just having confessed how I really felt about her. You see, I was still scared. I was still scared of not having her understanding. I wasn't sure of a goddamn thing in my life. Summer was the first fucking thing. Frustrated with me looking away, Summer leaned down and peered right up into my eyes. If you're going to say it, say it to my face, she whispered. I froze immediately. I looked up at her without fear. What? Around doll eyes blinked. Long wet strands of hair were tucked behind her ears. Don't say it when my back is turned, Brit. You're going to say it. I want you to say it to my face. She quietly insisted with one hand on my chest. Encouraged. I let it out again. I really love you, Summer. I, 
I really do. I love you, and I'm sorry if that's bad. I it's just not bad. It's not stupid. Don't say it because I love you. She cried. Really? I asked, pulling back to see her face. Yes, she exhaled sarcastically. I was just waiting for you to say it first. I never felt that way in my life, ever. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but after that shower, everything had changed. I I really made love to a woman that night for the first time in my fucking young-ass life at the age of 20, the night of my 20th birthday. I really... I really made love to a woman for the first time. And, um, yeah, that was a hell of a fucking birthday present. You bet. <laughs> Afterwards, I fell into a deep, comfortable sleep knowing, knowing that things would never, ever be the same again, ever. I knew it. Next morning, we lie in bed and we talked. Summer told me she hated the idea of me returning to bees. I don't want you to go back, she said. I don't want you to stay here with me. More than ever, I regretted having married B, yet, I mean, through it all, I still felt devotion, obligation to B. I, I don't want to go back either, Summer. I complained, but I just can't abandon her. I just wish there was some fucking way out of it, I said, rubbing my eyes, falling back against the pillow. She slid her leg over my waist. Live here with me. It's the second time she said it in just five, six seconds. I mean, it surprised me a little. Seriously? I said. Why not? She expressed. Stay married to her for all I care. Live here with me. Wow. Deep down... Well, I mean, I knew the immigration thing was, yeah, that was a problem. I mean, if they showed up some night and I wasn't there, it could be real trouble for B, you know? I didn't have an overnight job. I, we could bullshit, I guess, but well, I was really taking a chance. I had to make a choice. I ended up spending the rest of the weekend with Summer. Yeah, that was after my birthday party. I ended up spending the remainder of the entire weekend with Summer and, um, we went shopping together. We even took a trip up to a Knott's Berry Farm for fun. Yeah, for my days in Carson, well, I knew a way in without having to pay, and though we had plenty of money, Summer insisted I show her how to climb the tree on the outside of the wall and skirt down inside the maintenance area. Yeah. She couldn't climb that tree, but I trust me, I had no problems putting my hand on her ass and pushing her up there. Yeah. We we broke into Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> Tuesday morning, I was ready to head on back over to Alta Vista. I'd worked out a proposal I thought that Beatrice would absolutely agree to. That way I could live with Summer all the time, but stay married to her and still be around, you know, for the immigration people and all the meetings and shit that we had to do to keep her in the country. I just knew B was going to agree to the fucking plan, you know, that I, I'd come up with. 
Yeah. Needless to say, I was wrong. B was fucking pissed. Yeah. She was pissed and felt I was reneging on what we had come to terms on, you know. Because I was. <sighs> yeah, she was right. I was trying to find ways to renege, but... Fuck. The game had changed. I just didn't want to be married to her anymore, but I know I had to be. She continued to insist I bring my girlfriend over to the apartment. She even offered to let her stay the night there. Yeah, offered to give her one of the bedrooms, Jenny's old bedroom, as long as I was there four nights a week. It wasn't unreasonable at all. It was sweet, and of course, not out of the question at all. But as long as fucking diabolical Rosemary was hanging around downtown Los Angeles... Yeah, you know, marinating something in brandy, probably a forty four is gonna stick up my ass and blow my fucking brains out as she finds out I'm with two of her girls. Including the number one one she told me to keep my fucking hands off of. He pleaded with me to stay with her. At least until after the interview with you know, with the immigration board two months away. That's right. The meeting with the immigration board was just a couple of months away. I did that, baby. I not care, baby. You go live with her, she barked. I quietly listened from the sofa. My elbows was on the armrest, my forehead and my hand and all that. I was fucked up. If I just get past the uh, immigration fee, you'll cut me loose. Yes, she agreed from a chair in the dining room, the dining room table. Defeated, I took the service road behind the plaza back over towards Poinsettia. Summer listened after I stepped into the apartment and explained what B and I had agreed to. I told her about the meeting with immigration coming up and B said about not caring what I did after it. Summer listened patiently as my punk ass tried to explain away the fact that I didn't have the balls to make a fucking choice. In a way, I was pissing on the woman I loved for a woman I felt sorry for. And I also really kind of had a fucking contractual obligation to. Yeah, despite my fucking failures at convincing B to let me live with her, I was at least happy to see that Summer didn't get mad. She didn't get mad at me right away anyway. Brett, she said softly. I looked up from where I was sitting on the floor in front of the aquarium. Yeah? I asked. She's on the sofa in a blue shirt and a pair of Levi's. Her fist is planted under her chin as though contemplating. I want you to call B. Okay, I said, leaning forward. What do you want me to say? Without moving, her eyes glanced over at me. I want you to call her and tell her we're coming over. Immediately, I reacted, setting up on my knees. Whoa, that's probably a bad idea, Summer. Her eyes blinked, crossing over to meet mine. Bad idea or not, you're going to live with me. I want you here. I didn't know how to react. I didn't know how to... She's going to take on Rosemary. For me. Oh, my God. I watched as she stood up in front of the couch, started putting on her sneakers. 
You can come with me or you can stay here, but I want to talk to her alone. Call her. I place my hands on the coffee table. I mean, this could be damaging as shit, and I knew it. Summer, I began. No, Brit. No. It's the first time she had ever raised her voice at me. I'm tired of this. I'm sick of having you to sneak around just to come see me. I'm sick of her trying to guilt you into jumping when she says jump. I want you here. I'm tired of this. Call her. She demanded, chopping her hand towards the phone on the you counter. You Diamonds on the ring of gold You say You want Your story to remain untold But all the promises we made From the cradle to the grave Went on Wrap it up for chapter 16. Say it to my face, a bombing down poinsettia. Copywritten text here on the Stand the Joke Man Show. Property of Joke Man Productions, LLC. Broadcasting from the Boys Room Studio here in Henrietta, America. Make sure you tune in next week, guys, for uh, chapter 17. Yeah, bombing down poinsettia. Story about the few years I spent in Hollywood. All right. You guys have a fabulous Thursday. I'm stoned as a fucking monkey. I'll be back on Friday. Stand the Joe Man Show at high noon. Tell the invite can deals with me, amigos.